Welcome to Blood Taps, your ultimate True Blood Rewatch podcast, where we sink our teeth into an all-new episode every Thursday. We're your hosts, Ashley and Fawn, so grab your favorite AB positive, and we'll meet you at Merlot's. Season 1, Episode 8, The Fourth Man in the Fire. Sookie tries to hold herself together in the wake of another possible tragedy. We pick right back up where we left off, which is at the house that the rednecks were burning. And Sookie is there to essentially see if she can identify Bill's body. And the worst part about this is the fire squirting out of, like, the vampire blood. I hate that so much. It makes me so uncomfortable. And Sookie obviously is very upset and talking to Bud and Andy and they're like, is it Bill? Is it him? And she's yeah. like, I don't know. <laughs> yeah, and they open the coffins. It's literally like people soup. Like, right. who can identify anyone at that point? Yeah. And she runs away after she looks at the body and is like, I mean, I'll be, I would do the same thing. How I, she didn't vomit. Yeah. because Immediately. It, it's so gross. Yeah. So Suki runs away. So then we go, obviously, into the theme song, best theme song ever mm-hmm. still. So Suki runs home and she sits down at her grandma's table and goes through and tries to call Bill. I guess at that point she's called him so many times because she just hangs up when his voicemail picks up. Yeah. She's just like, okay, well, I think he's dead. And then she sees the mud she tracked in and tries to get the mud off by just rubbing she doesn't know how to clean. She no. doesn't know how to clean. Like, she needs a Swiffer yes. so bad. And it's bringing up PTSD when her grandmother died. I feel like she's, what stage of grief? I feel like she's in denial. Yes. Like, and she anger. just can't accept that he's dead. Yeah. I mean, how horrible. Like, you just saw him and, like, you know, that he's going away to try to help you. And then you think that he's dead. And you just lost your grandma. And now you're potentially losing the only other person who really cares about you and will help you. She's having a rough time. And she's having a rough time. Petition for Sookie to go to therapy. <laughs> but you know who's not having a rough time? Ew. Tara's mom. Uh, she's throwing away all her alcohol bottles. I know. Literally, like, night and yeah. day. So... Maybe she did. Like, I feel like I'm convinced that she may have had a demon. But whatever you need to change that mindset. But she is, you can tell Tara is skeptical. But she made her breakfast. She's throwing out her alcohol. Like, later in this episode, she goes to church. Like, she is. Oh, yeah. With the uh, funky hat. (laughs) Yeah, she's in a, like, a 100% different person. And it's really weird to see how much... I get, like, how comforting she is to Tara at this point, and, like, how mom she appears to be, and Tara does kind of revert back to this, like, childish thing, where she's like, wait, you made these in bacon grease, like our grandma used to do? And her mom was like, yeah, I always knew how to do it, I just didn't do it. The demon wouldn't let me. Yeah, the demon wouldn't let me cook it. And the amount of alcohol this woman threw She, <laughs> she could have, like, a freaking frat yeah. party, like boxes full. She is her own ABC store. Yeah, and I understand Tara not wanting to believe it because this is probably all she wanted since she was a child. And it took 20 years or whatever. And it's like when you finally have a good thing, like she's probably just waiting for the other shoe to drop. Definitely. And I'm sure how many times has she had a day where her mom was totally fine and then by the end of the night was like just raging again. Or going to other people's houses and be like, why couldn't, why can't I just have this? Right. Like as simple as Somebody making breakfast for yeah. me. Um, and she's in her, like, she's an adult now, so she gets it. But, like, as a seven-year-old, right. not understanding that, or as, like, a child not understanding yeah. that, is so sad. Ugh, 
Poor Tara. <laughs> I know. But hopefully things are on the up and up, except when that lady convinced her that she had a demon, too. Right. I know. I can't wait to see what Tara's demon is if she yeah. goes back. I honestly don't remember any of this. Every single episode is like a surprise. <laughs> I know. It's like, wow, what's going to happen right. next, even though I've seen it all? It was years ago, though. I know. <laughs> so Jason and Annie are in bed just talking and laughing. Everybody's boobs are out. Is there an Amy? I think it's Annie. Okay. Yeah, it's one of those. It's, it's an A-name. It's an A-name. Um, And I just put in here, I put boring. This scene was very boring to me. Yeah. She's like, we didn't really have sex. And Jason's like, what? Yeah, we did. And then her thing for being like, we didn't have sex was like, see, I still have my underwear on. No, like she could just like slip that back on right. when she's asleep. Yeah. We've all put underwear on under a, a blanket before. Yeah. Or pants or a shirt or whatever. Shit, or just moved your stuff to the side. Yeah, exactly. Like, you find a way. You can yeah. leave the panties <laughs> on. That's not a that's not a thing. Yeah. And she is such an addict. Like, she is such an addict. And I feel like it definitely comes out yes. in this episode. Like, desperation is not even the word. No, it's truly sick how this episode ends. It really yeah. upset me. And they have this scene for way too long of them just grinding on each other, talking about not having sex with each other, and blah, blah, blah. Do you think she's good for Jason? I think that she is probably the best thing he will ever have. Well, <laughs> so far, he has other love interests, I think, throughout the series, right? I, I think so, but I think that he always compares them to her. I think that that is what he wanted with somebody, especially when he got on V, with somebody to just, like, do drugs with him and just stay inside and have sex with him all day. Yeah, I hate the drug part. Because they could be in together if it wasn't for the addiction. The only thing I really love is she stands up for him to yes. other people. Oh, yeah. They, at one point, she really kind of stands up for him at yeah, Sookie. Sookie, yeah. yeah. She goes, you don't even know what he's capable of. Right. Which is very sweet. But it's yeah. like, well, he's also very addicted to me. <laughs> you met him four nights ago. Yeah, 28 hours or 24 hours ago. Everybody falls in love so quickly here. I guess when there's nothing else to do. <laughs> That's right. It is a small Louisiana yeah. town. You go to Merlots or you fall in love. One That's or the true. Other. That's true. Not both. Yeah. Not both. <laughs> right. One, One or, or the, the other. other. So walk. the next scene is Tara goes into Sookie's house and Sookie's like in the oven and Tara thinks that she's killing herself in the oven or something, but Sookie's just cleaning it. And she's just being a bitch. Yeah. Like she's being such a brat. Right. Tara's trying to be like, hey, my mom cooked me breakfast this morning and is doing great. And so he's like, yeah, well, Bill might be dead. So you need to start thinking of somebody other than yourself. <laughs> but Rude. I want to talk about her cleaning attire. She's wearing a nice button-down shirt in yeah. Sophie shorts. And like a, and just scrubbing her kitchen. Yeah, I don't understand. Yeah, why would That's she right. clean in it? Why would she clean in a button-down shirt anyway? She goes to work in a t-shirt. True. And then wears a button-down shirt to, like, scrub the dust. This is also the girl who runs through the graveyard in a nighty that looks like she's going to ride a horse. Constantly barefoot. Constantly barefoot. So, but Tara gets mad at the fact that Suki had sex with Bill. Well, she's not being a good, Suki's just not being a good friend. Nobody in this show is a good friend. No, and that is the smallest of them. I've ever seen in my life. Yeah, she wouldn't be able to kill herself in there. No. You're fine, Tara. <laughs> we get another scene of Jason and Annie, and honestly, I'm just going to, like, quickly go over this. We learned that their parents, Suki and Jason's parents, had died in a flash flood, and Jason blamed himself because he was mad at them or something, or told them to go pick him up something, and they wouldn't have been on the bridge if it wasn't for him, yeah. is what, what he says. Uh, but honestly, they share... A lot. Very quickly. They are very comfortable with each other really fast. Mm-hmm. And, uh, yeah. I don't know. I think they're boring. A little bit. And this, like, especially in the beginning where they're just, like, hanging out. Right. Just eating cold pizza. Does he not have to go to work? 
Probably not. Jason strikes me as the person who can get away with doing whatever he wants and still have a job. You know those people who just, like, show up 25 minutes late every day and, like, no one says anything. That's Jason in my brain. And then she talks about she wants to eat all organic, and then they go to Merlot's. Yeah, what are you going to get at Merlot's that's organic and orange juice? (laughs) Not even the lettuce is probably organic. Like, not even the lettuce and the side salad is organic. They're cute. Yeah, they're fine. Yeah, but I don't, I mean, the nerve of her is, this is the episode when she just, like, starts serving people herself. Yeah. Yeah, like, he he says order up, and he, she just goes, and she just delivers everybody to the food. Yeah. The food that's, like, perfect. And, and then, uh, what's her name? Arlene is like, how do you know our table rotation? And she's like, oh, well, I used to be a waitress, so I just kind of guessed it. But apparently they're down because of Dawn. So what happens next is we see Terry and Sam talking outside of Merlot's. <gasps> and we find out that Terry carries a um, possum penis around his <sighs> neck. As good luck. That's like a good luck totem. Yeah. And Terry asks Sam about running naked through the Everglades the previous day where Andy saw him. And then Sam tries to just... He's such a manipulator. Yeah. He flips it and is like, are you sure you weren't just having flashbacks because of the war and like your PTSD? <gasps> That's so messed up. And yeah. you can tell he knows what he's doing because he doesn't say... He doesn't even do the same tale when Andy asks right. him later in the episode. Yeah, yeah. He's like, this guy will believe anything I say because I know that he already has issues and uh, he's like, Sam is like, I was just working on my car. You were just seeing things. And Terry's like, yeah, I probably was. That happens to me sometimes. Mm-hmm. Which is so sad. Like, don't yeah. gaslight Terry. He's mm-hmm. a nice man. I know, and he works hard for you and everything. Right? And is so kind to you. Mm-hmm. And doesn't judge you for running through the woods naked, because he's like, I did that. But I didn't know possums had boning penises. But out of all the things to wear around your neck. Yeah, just a... Just a penis. I just a possum penis. So, Suki is just sitting on her porch in the rain, in a blanket, and I guess waiting for Bill. I would love that, yeah. I know. That's the dream right there. And then she goes inside, and she doesn't turn on any lights, but she lights a candle, and she, uh... Places it on the windowsill? She grabs and starts arranging some flowers that are just apparently there already. (laughs) Why is she wearing such a nice dress around the house? Like, her... Her houseware and my houseware are completely <laughs> right. different. Yeah, mine is like ratty old stuff that I yeah. don't want to ever go outside in. And then she just, I guess it stopped raining at some point. Immediately. Yeah. Because she just walks out and it's completely fine. She just goes to the graveyard. Barefoot once again. Oh my god. <laughs> Get this girl some shoes. To go to Bill's grave and uh, mourn his death or mm-hmm. whatever because she at this point believes that he is dead. And as she is... When she's done ugly crying, she goes to walk away and a hand reaches out of the ground and grabs her. Yeah. I, and she, she's so fine about it. She's just like, oh, 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 oh. like she doesn't even fight like that no. much. No, it literally just like reaches out of the ground, wraps around her ankle, and then Bill pulls himself out of the ground and they just start fucking, fucking yeah. covered in dirt in yeah. a graveyard, barefoot. And this man is literally covered in dirt. That is an infection waiting to happen. Yeah. My question though, what if it, did he smell and sense it was sucky? Or was he just going to do that to whoever Right? And he has to have known it was her. Yeah. I mean, he knows, like, he has dreams about her when he's, like, clear across the field. Right. So he had to have known that it was her. But the way that it just is so sudden, he just grabs her, and then 30 seconds later... They're just aggressively fucking. Yes. And she's like, don't bite my neck. And he listens, which... Just bites a weird part of her chest. Yeah, like on her boob or something. Yeah, it's like between her boob and her... (laughs) Underarm, which is like, okay. Yeah, it's very awkward 
I would not want this to happen. If I was in a graveyard mourning someone and then they reached through the ground and were covered in dirt, I'd be like, great, we're going to go take a shower. Happy you're alive. You should probably fill me in on what's going on in the last 24 hours. And then I'll decide if we have sex. Like, she just must not even been wearing underwear. Like, right? he, they just get right into it. I And it's aggressive. aggressive. It's so aggressive. I it's mean, amazing. I guess it's like, wow, you're alive sex. That might be better than revenge sex. I guess. Dirt sex. <laughs> Graveyard sex. So... We flashed him our lots, and this is where Sookie is apparently out for the day, and I guess her name is Amy. I, I have her name as Annie and Amy in my notes. I really think it's Amy. So we go to Merlot, and Jason has brought Amy, Annie, whoever. Whatever and, it is. And she starts talking about how it's like a natural history museum because of all the dead animals in there that are lined up. I know, it's like, this thing eats this thing, eats yeah. this thing. It's... Would you take I want to lick your mind as a compliment? Probably not. I feel like that's a weird thing to say. <laughs> it's like, okay, cool. Yeah, Jason's like, I just want to lick your mind. And, uh, okay, Gross. cool, yeah. I guess I'd let it slide. I guess of all the weird things that somebody could possibly say, I'd let it slide. I feel like Suki, well, I know she, she's just now getting sex. Yeah. But, like, I don't remember being so jazzed. She's just, like, on a different level than the rest of the world. I mean, I guess is vamp- sex the vampire different? Maybe. Maybe. Well, I guess she's just happy because he's alive. Yeah. But, but she just, Sookie finally shows up, and Sam is trying to be sympathetic because he thinks Bill is dead. And then so he's like, oh, no, he's alive. And we had sex. And he's like, <laughs> he's like, oh, great. She tells Arlene, you look so beautiful today. And then the food is done. And Sookie's just telling Hoyt and Renee. About how they, like, how he's alive. Yeah. And is so happy about it. And just walking them through the whole day, even though they don't care. No wonder people are so in their business because she tells them all first and they're like, well, shit, I'm invested now. Right. I have to know now. And she's just being extra nice. And, and she she doesn't even take their order, drink no. orders. Like, you're like, here's my boyfriend. He's alive. And then like, oh, yeah, let me get your drinks. Right. Uh, you should probably do that first, Sucky. Yeah, they're not even your friends. They're right. Jason's. Yeah. Do they even really know you past, like, probably not. living in the town? Probably not. Uh, so... The next thing is Tara, we flash back to Tara and her mom, and Tara's mom shows up with a church lady in their fancy hats, um, and the woman asks why Tara isn't at church, and Tara's just like, oh, you know, I don't really need to go to that, and they keep pushing her and pushing her, and then Tara just kind of flips out and accuses her mom of lying and, like, using these people, and is just like, I know that you're not going to stay this way, and blah, 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 and your hat is ugly. (laughs) And then she goes... And then their reason was like, oh, she has a demon, demon. in her. And she must have a demon in her. She goes, oh, my niece had a demon in her. <laughs> well, we know a lady in the woods on a bus who yeah. might be able to help you with might that Might be problem. able to help you with that. <laughs> Which I feel like that's good marketing for that lady in the woods. Right. She planted a seed. That yeah, now, she did. Now that that's all Tara's thinking about and that she's blaming and everything for her actions. I feel like that would be me. Like, if somebody was like, finding you have a demon inside you, I was like, no, I don't. And then, But then the first time I did something weird, I'd be like... Do I have a demon inside of me? Maybe that explains everything wrong. Right. (laughs) Maybe I need an exorcism in the woods with a stone and a possum. So this is a lot of back and forth in this episode. There's a lot of, like, flashing to and from different things. Mm -hmm. So Terry and Arlene are starting to get close at this point. And we see Terry and Arlene talking after their shift. And Terry is so kind to her. And it's like, I just enjoy talking to you. I like the way you talk. And so sweet. It offers to watch her kids. Because her and Renee were supposed to go somewhere tonight. And she's like, my babysitter always cancels on the night that we're supposed to go out of town. And they're supposed to go see some band, the Oak Ridge Boys. Yeah, (laughs) Like a a tribute band. Right. And so Terry's like, oh, well, I love kids. I'll watch your kids. And 
She goes, not no. unless you have a female <laughs> right. around. My daughter likes a female in the house. Yeah, which, fair what enough. What a cop out. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, also, though, this guy has extreme PTSD that is triggered at any moment. So I feel yeah. like it's probably a safe thing. Maybe that was a nice way of being like, like, no. No, not you, Terry. Amy is still working the shift, apparently, that she picked up at Merlot. Yeah, she's just helping bus tables right. and just starts working. Yeah, and so Sookie's like, I don't want to be the one to tell you this, but Jason will break your heart. He's gonna just, you know, have sex with you and then leave you when you least expect it and blah blah blah. Mm -hmm. And Amy, that's when she shuts it down and is like, you don't know anything about your brother. Mm. Which is so kind. Yeah, but she she literally like goes up and has like the sister talk. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it's nice now, but he just goes from floozy to floozy. (laughs) Not Not, saying that you are Not that you are, but She kind of is. Yeah, Suki is just a huge brat in this she episode. She is, though. She didn't notice how bratty she was in the first season. <laughs> so Arlene comes up to Suki and doesn't outright ask her to watch her kids, but Suki kind of reads her mind and is like, Arlene, I will love to watch your kids. Yeah. You could drop them off at 8 o'clock tonight. Yep, she goes, I overheard you. And it's yeah. <laughs> so, and Arlene's like, oh, thank you so much. You're yeah. so nice. And Hoy at this, this is when he tries to be nice to Tara, and he's like, "You look so pretty today, Tara." And she's like, "Shut up, Hoy, or fuck you, Hoy." Fuck you. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And then uh, don't her and Sam have sex in the office? I don't know if they have sex in the office, but I know he pulls. He goes, he pulls her in there, and was right. like, "You know what? Fire me. I'm mean to the customers. Yeah. I'm not good. Just, just go ahead and fire me because she's already just in a shitty mood." Why didn't you call out? Just be like, well, I guess Sookie was already not oh, there. She, so oh, no, she up. was, because she offered... Annie first picks it up. Oh, no, she was there. She was just telling Renee and Oh, Mike oh, that's right. That's that right. her sex life. <laughs> about her sex but She wasn't there then. Yeah, she, she wasn't physically <laughs> right. there. Like, she mentally, she wasn't there. She was a little preoccupied. She just going to tell everybody around the bill's still alive, and even though the whole town hates vampires, but yes. she doesn't care. Uh, so then we kind of fuck, like... Flash to Bill and Sookie having sex, or I guess like after, after having they're sex. just in bed, right? Yeah. yeah, and he says that Sookie is different, and that's why he loves having sex with her, and then he won't get tired of it because she's different. Which sounds like every fuckboy answer ever before they ghost you or like <laughs> never speak to you again. Bill, the automatic fuckboy. Yeah, and then Sam tells Tara that sometimes she grunts during sex, but she asked for it. No, but I don't know. I still really be like, no, it's fine, because that's what starts it. It's like they're like sometimes sex is so good that you forget everything else that is around you for 10 minutes or whatever. And then Sam says something offhand and Terry is like, it's just fine. Well, what can I do to be better? And he's like, it's nothing. It's nothing. There is one thing, but it's nothing. And she's like, tell me what it is. And he's like, sometimes you grunt during sex. And she's like, like Serena Williams. Oh, yeah, because I'm black. Yeah. And then she launches into the whole, like, you're racist. And he's like, how can I be racist? I just had sex with you. Which, you can still be racist. And still have sex. Yes. Yeah. Exactly. But that's the most aggressive, like, blue jean put on that I've ever seen in my life. She aggressively just, like, throws them on (laughs) and hops into them. Right. Before she's out the door. Yeah, it's... And I love that she goes, uh, you just ruined the best ten minutes of my whole day. Yeah. And he goes, that was more than ten minutes. I'm like, that's of course that's what you're like. That's what you're focusing that's, on. Yeah, that's not, you know, not trying to make her feel better or apologizing for whatever you said. Nope. You're just being like, yeah, ten minutes. I was like, I gave you more than ten minutes. <laughs> Shut up, Sam. Shut up, Sam. So while, just after Sookie and Bill have had sex, they hear the doorbell and she's like, oh, I forgot I was going to watch Arlene's kids. And Bill is like, well, should I go? And she goes, no. She can can get over it. Which is not okay. If you are babysitting someone's kids, you should tell them everyone who's going to be in the house with you personally like if I was babysitting somebody I'd be like hey do you mind if Paul tags along like I wouldn't just be like oh he's here too and I don't know why she just like 
this is not the way. Like, she already knows no. that Arlene feels uncomfortable. Right. Not everybody likes vampires because guess what? They drink blood and yeah. rip people open is what they're known for. Right. <laughs> so I'm not going to give you my kids. It, like, you can expect me to be okay right. with it. And so Arlene's a little weird at first, which understandable. Yeah. She puts little silver bracelets on her kids and are like, don't remove these unless you absolutely have to. And stick with Aunt yeah. Sookie. Like, right. And then they love Bill. Yeah. <laughs> the kids love Bill. Which makes sense because he had kids of his own. Yes. And Renee says that. He's like, if I remember correctly, Mr. Compton raised two youngins of his own or something exactly, like that. Exactly, yeah. And I'm like, yay, Renee, good job. Look at you being <laughs> so progressive. But the reason for that is, is so that he can propose to Arlene. Yeah. And he does it in a kind of weird way where, like, I guess he's acting like the truck is breaking down. Yeah, they had a flat. Right. And so he gets out and is like, can you grab the flashlight from the glove box? And she grabs it, and she's like, it's not turning on. And she goes, I, he's like, I just put new batteries in there. Right. Check. Open it, check. And then... The um, rain falls out. Yeah. Which is so cute. It's and like, he's already okay. on his knee. Yeah. And he asks her to marry him, and of course she says yes. And it's her third marriage. Uh, no. She's been married four times already. This is her fifth marriage. Fifth marriage? Yes. Because she says, she wa- she was like, why didn't you ask me at Red Lobster? Uh, <laughs> and then they go back and she tells Sookie, like, I know you've already been a bridesmaid for me four times, but will you do it again? And Sookie's like, of course I will. Oh, um, my God. And Renee makes a comment of, like, maybe it'll be you guys next, but it's still oh. illegal to marry vampires. They can't mm. legally, like, Sookie and Bill can't legally get married yet. I feel like if you replace vampires with, like, a r- race, yeah. it would be very... <laughs> it's interracial marriage. Yeah. And interspecies marriage, I guess, at yeah. this point. And I'm sure in Louisiana they would be one of the last states to ever legalize something like that. So, um, so we flash to Sookie having a nightmare about Bill and him burning alive. It's like them having breakfast together. Oh, yeah, they can't be normal. Right. And he, like, turns to see the sun, and she's like, the sun is up, and he gets, like, well, yeah, I guess it is. And then he bursts into flames. We find out that the fourth body is Artie from Glee. Mm-hmm. It's the coroner. The coroner's assistant, mm-hmm. yeah. And when Bud and Andy call the coroner Mike. He's, he breaks down. He's, like, sobbing. Yeah, like, it's his child right. or something. He's like, I was supposed to keep him safe. And Bud and Andy show up at Merlot's because they are Andy saw Sam running through the woods naked. And Sam is trying to convince him that he didn't have anything to do with the bodies. As Bud is, like... Like, okay, I guess you didn't do it. We should leave. Mm. Andy comes back in and is like, hey, have you been hanging out in the woods lately? Yeah, and he knows he knows. Right. And Sam's like, oh, my family was uh, naturalist. Yeah. Yeah. And that's different than nudism, apparently, Mm. somehow. Uh, And he honors the memory by running in the woods naked on the anniversary of their death. But the thing is, he really gives him the information. Like, the, the story, like, the location he gives him is an actual naturist, like, community. Right. So when Andy double-checks it, which they never double-check anything, anything in this yeah. town, the one, <laughs> the one thing, time. he's not even breaking, I guess he's breaking the law for indecent right. expo- exposure. One thing is, why didn't anyone yell at him when they saw him through the woods? Right, be like, hey, Sam, what are you doing? Hello? Like, say it, like, something. Right. Just, like, let, to confirm it. Yeah. First off. And then days later or a while later as he's, like, checking up on it, unless you're going to arrest him, you have bigger issues. Yeah. Like, what are you going to arrest him on lying to police? Yeah. Because when he calls the nature's colony, they're like, we have not had a Merlot here and we keep records back to, like, 1950 or whatever. But why it, double check it if you're yeah, not going to arrest him? Exactly. He mm-hmm. doesn't have an offense to be arrested for. Mm-hmm. Like, you have nothing to hold him on. 
So waste of police work once again in Bonton. <laughs> Just worried about all the wrong things. Yeah, it never gets better. No. Uh, so then Tara and Lafayette are talking about the exorcism. And Tara's like, it's fake, blah, blah, blah. It didn't work. And he's like, well, is she acting different? And Tara's like, yeah. And he was like, well, then it wasn't a waste of money. Like, yeah. it was worth it then. Mm-hmm. And he's talking about how we can't understand what happens in voodoo and hoodoo because yeah. we don't know what's going on. Mm-hmm. And that if it worked to just leave it alone. Yeah, pretty and, much like don't look a gifted horse in the yeah, mouth. Yeah, and she shouldn't. This is a complete 180. And I feel like if this is what she's wanted, then yeah, just you're like, good. Just, just, just let it go. Bow out. <laughs> like say, great. I'm so happy this worked. And his eyeshadow, of course, is on point. Oh my gosh, yeah. Beautiful. So at the end of this shift that they're all apparently working at this time with multiple different timelines, mm-hmm. Jason goes up front to pick up Amy and she is like, jonesing for V. She yeah. is going crazy and is like, I just need it. I just need V right know, now. She, yeah, she's tweaking. Yeah, she is really bad. They start to follow Lafayette because she's asking Jason where they can get more. And Jason's like, well, Lafayette won't sell it to me. Thank God. Because of the way he treated him and trying to break into his house. I know, but I kind of wish he did at this point. Right. Especially the what they do instead. Yeah, because they follow Lafayette home and they see him getting into his car with like a cooler. Mm-hmm. And we show up at the place where Vampire or where Lafayette's getting his truck. Before supply. we go there. Yeah. They are pretty much in the open. He yes. has a huge ass truck. Pretty much right outside Lafayette's house. How did he not notice? Yeah. How did he not see this truck? Yeah, and the one thing was, Amy just got here. Right. How did she know, like, if we go onto Parish Road, like, fall back or something like that? Like, she knows, like, road names and stuff like that. I wonder, I don't know, because she does say that she's just, like, passing through or whatever. She doesn't She's like a nomad. Yeah, so who knows how she knows that. But it's a good point that you should know that he's being followed. Yeah. He's so smart. And especially all the illegal stuff he does. You think he should right. have eyes in the back of his head. Or hire somebody to follow you to see if anybody else is following you. Like, And why not have the people come to his house? Like the vampire show up at his house? Well, I guess you don't want them knowing where you live in case things, something goes wrong. How about, like, meet in a hotel? Then no one would know, like, what room number you're in or anything like that. And the vampires can pass as human if they show up after dark. And they just have to book it. Like, Lafayette would just book it. I don't know. There are so many different ways this could have been handled. But so they follow him to this vampire's house. And the vampire is like, are we going to fuck? Like, are we going to do this? He's, like, hitting on Lafayette and touching him. And Lafayette's like, yeah, but first I'm going to get my blood from you. Yeah, it's such a business transaction. And it's so sad. Yeah. Because you can tell, is his name Eddie? That he really likes him. Yeah, he's so lonely and, like, really enjoys Lafayette's company. Yeah. He's kind of, like, a loner. And yeah. And very, um, like, you could tell, socially awkward. Right. And just, like, this is his only time he looks forward to during the week. And yeah. Lafayette just does it so he can make money. I mean, I guess you can't mix business with pleasure. But I guess at that point, does it become a sexual transaction where you're, like, I'm a lonely thousand-year-old vampire or whatever. And all I want from you in exchange for this is, like, attention? I think so. I feel like that's kind of how it yeah. started. I know they did really get into it but he gives them monday nights so yeah. obviously he's a little low on the totem pole and they do have sex or yeah. a at least some sort of oral sex or whatever mm-hmm. and you know what do what you gotta do and we jump again and we will be back to lafayette and eddie because the ending of this episode is it's crazy crazy so bill comes home from getting his dry cleaning after being at sookie's house and he hears music in his home and oh, so man. he's like walking up the stairs and then we just see eric northman in his bathtub playing like sweetest folk songs with candles lit all just around him. Just in a bubble him. bath. Just, just hanging out like it's normal. I guess when you're the sheriff, 
you can do whatever you want in the lower vampire's homes. Sure. Maybe. And so he is asking Bill a favor, and that favor is Sookie, mm-hmm. and bringing Sookie to Fantasia because they have had somebody stealing from them, mm-hmm. and $60,000 has gone missing from their books. So that's pretty crazy. Mm-hmm. And uh, so Sookie and Bill go eventually, and... She wears her Sunday best again. <laughs> I can't even... <laughs> But that girl. Yeah. So Suki, it's in the parking lot of Fantasia, tells Bill about her crazy dream about him exploding in the sunlight. And he was like, well, it wouldn't happen like that. Not I wouldn't explode. Not instantly. Yeah. And she's like, so we can never have breakfast together? And he's like, no, Suki. I'm a vampire. She doesn't understand how vampires work. No, she does not. And they go into Fantasia, and the accountant is there, and Suki, Eric is asking Suki to read his mind and find out who's stealing this money. And so she's like, okay, the accountant isn't doing it. Yeah, that. he's telling the truth right. that he doesn't know. And they bring in another person. Who turns out she's been glamoured. Yes. Because she can't remember up to a certain point. Right. And then that's when... It's revealed that it's... Long Shadow. Their bar man. I know, and he just, like, lunges at her. Yes. And that's such a such a dramatic ending. Yeah. They're really good at having, like, cliffhangers in all of their right. scenes, not just, the, like, the season finale. But back to Amy and freaking Jason. So once Lafayette leaves, they wait a few seconds, and then they go knock on this vampire's door, and they've, like, created the script where, they, where Jason is like, I'm a friend of Lafayette's, and he lets them in, and... Amy, like, throws the silver hood like, over him. Like a chain. Yeah. Kind of like it from a... Medieval. Yeah. Yeah, like chain mail. And, like, throws this hood over him and starts, like... And he's, like, screaming for her to stop. And, like, he's like, I'll give you whatever you want. And blah, blah, blah. And, and they steal him. They kidnap him from his house. But first off, did Jason just not know the plan? I because guess. they just went in and he obviously wasn't cool with it. Yeah, he was like, what are you doing? And she was like, just get his leg. Yeah, stop saying my name. Like, yeah. we gotta do this if we want the meat. And also, you have to carry him out to the car. There's still a chance of you being seen. Like, why wouldn't you have just, like... Maybe, maybe wrapped his hands in silver and just taken what you wanted and then left him at home. Like, why do you have to kidnap this poor guy? It's not explained in this episode, so hopefully it is in no, it's episode not. nine. And they, they just take him back to Jason's house. I know. It's so sad. I, that He's ep- screaming and wriggling. Yeah, it's so sad. And he seems like such a nice guy. And they didn't think this through because now that they've used Lafayette's name, of course he's not going to let Lafayette come back. That ruins his supply. Like, he's not going to be like, oh, yeah, you can still come get blood for me because they used his name. Oh, I don't think I don't think their plan is to let him go back home <sighs> at all. Don't tell me. <laughs> I know. I hope he lives. I don't know, because I've only watched, like, this one and yeah. then a portion of the next one. I haven't so. seen Nine yet, so I don't remember, but... Uh, so I just don't think... I don't think their plan has a good ending for... No. I don't think they're letting him walk, is right. the thing. I think they played on draining him dry. Oh, poor thing. From at least what I can tell yeah. from this episode. So at the end of this, they have kidnapped that vampire, and we find out Long Shadow is sold in the $60,000, yeah. and that's kind of where it ends. Another cliffhanger it leaves episode. out everybody trying to kill Suki. Right. Which is so funny, because it's like, all of these people are obviously going to protect her. My question is, now I don't know if it works like other vampire things I've seen, which we're going to watch Twilight after <laughs> we watch this yes. season, in that, like, some of the older vampires are like, or younger vampires are like, stronger and faster. Mm. How become like there was Bill and there was Pam they could have like jumped in between right. Long Shadow and Sookie 
But they didn't. They just like watched him do it. It doesn't matter how fast they are. They're fast too. Why didn't you jump in and save her? Well, I guess we'll find out in episode nine. In the next episode. <laughs> All right. Well, thank you for watching and recapping this episode with us. I can't wait. We're so close to the end of the I season know. and I can't remember how it ends. I Every single episode, like I said, is like revealing it again for the first time. I'm like, oh, what happens next? Yeah. It's yeah. Was like, oh, I do remember that. Right. Yeah. But I don't remember. I, I barely remember Amy. Like, when she came on. Yeah. So. Well, you go learn along with us. Yeah. So, feel free to follow us on Instagram. We are Blood Types Podcast at, on Instagram. We are Blood Type, no S, podcast at gmail.com if you want to email us and talk to us. Um, but otherwise, we will see you next Thursday.